Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Why are you doing the Beatles? Everyone in this movie was from like New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that what is that what the accent is? Yeah, you racist. Yeah, I'm racist. Sorry. (laughs) The British made it it a lot of places. So this week we watched uh Legend the Legends of the Guardian. Oh, I have it pulled up here. Legend of the Guardians. A Rise of the Guardians? No. Legend of the Guardians. Uh, the Owls of Gahul. Yeah. Uh, based on the book, based on the book series Guardians of Gahul by Catherine Lasky. Okay. Um, for anyone w- listening and wondering what that is, do you guys remember during your like scholastic book fairs, there was always that book with like an owl on the f- cover? And you're like, what's that book? And then like, a little bit later there was another book with an owl on the cover but it had a weird corinthian helmet on it for some reason you were like what is that book this is that book <laughs> <laughs> good description good description uh yeah definitely a young adult novel movie um it's you know so i ended up liking it a lot more than i thought i would because the the title is very long and ridiculous mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should just dive in, but it's pretty much just like a, it reminded me of Game of Thrones with owls. That's pretty much what it felt like to me. Yeah, it's, it's a fantasy story uh, about basically just the political upheaval between two warring factions of talking somewhat magical owls and weirdly enough there's also racism between the owls yes it's all it's all it all comes from the the book um guardians of gahul which i think has like 15 or 16 books um i never i never read them i i looked through some synopses of the first book just so i could figure out like what was different between the movie and the books Mm -hmm. um but to jump back to when you said that's a really long title, it's a Zack Snyder directed film. Um, so he has, that's his thing. Yeah, it, it is kind of his thing. And uh, I actually, I think I texted you after I finished the movie. I was like, oh, this yeah. was a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> I, I enjoy it much more than I usually enjoy Zack Snyder films. <laughs> but it looked like it, like you but, it looked and felt like a Zack Snyder film, didn't it? Yeah. So like once, it was obvious once I knew. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I guess, let's, let's dive you into the story, do, I guess. So should this, we? Yeah, the story is, it's, it's a pretty simple story because, and, and this is nothing against uh, the author of the books, Catherine Lasky. I haven't read her books, but I'm assuming it's a lot more fleshed out there. The story in the movie is pretty simple. There's good guy owls and there's bad guy owls and the protagonist, Soren who is a barn owl, um, gets kidnapped and taken to, him and his brother get taken to um, 
basically like a slave orphanage ruled over by evil owls, evil racist owls called the pure ones. And then yeah. they eventually, they, they escape uh, Soren and his new friend, whose name I just don't remember right now, who is like this little tiny elf owl. Um, they make it to... Was it uh, Grimble the, or something? There's a girl, I think. Gilfie. Gilfie, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. They make it to the gar- the the eponymous guardians of Gahul, which are the 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 good owls, the Rohirrim slash um, Gondorian owls, because there's a lot of weird Lord of the Rings imagery in this movie. There, Not there on purpose, is. I don't think. Yeah, the uh-huh. the um, Gahul, the location really looks like a just Owl Rivendell. That's just yeah. That's, that's what it just like. yeah, Owl Rivendell, and then you have like Owl Elrond. Yeah, it, <laughs> but also maybe Owl Aragorn. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's basically it. And then they they have a battle between the two, and the the good guys win, and Spoilers. the bad guys get. The bad guys get driven off, and that's basically the end of the movie because this was intended to be like a, a franchise of films, but it never got past the first movie. Uh, or I think one very specific reason, and there normally we go through these plots a lot more, I think, in depth. The plot of this is so whittled down and sanitized from what it was in the book that there's like almost nothing here. Oh yeah, so uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the book. I didn't read anything about the book. I just watched the movie. It's so, an enjoyable yeah. ride. It's just yeah, it's not complicated at all. The, the 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 movie is beautiful. So I'm not I'm not ragging on the movie by any means. I just want people to be aware that the book series is at least the first book seems very different from the movie in tone. Um, in the book, Clud who is the brother turned traitor who becomes, you know, he joins the evil owls and fights against his brother. Um, Way, way more evil. Um, Instead of them both falling out of the tree and both getting captured, he actually kicks his brother out of the tree so that he can join the evil ones because that was his final test to join the pure ones. He'd actually been like their secret agent for for years and this was just that was his final test is to sacrifice one of his family members and he was hoping he would die um and he didn't he got captured by owl the the owl slave orphanage and the the pure ones are two separate entities in the books oh so those aren't the same things but they eventually do get merged together like the pure ones do take over the orphanage in like I think I saw it was like book six or something. So like a long time from the beginning that, so they're not, they really wow. condense some things. Um, Clud then murders his parents and kidnaps his, his younger sister. Like he, like he basically does in the movie to um, moon blink her or whatever it's called, like hypnotize her so that um She's just an owl slave. And he has really 
He has very, very little to no redeeming qualities in the books. Um, he's like evil from the beginning, and it is actually him, not the main owl, like not the main bad guy owl in this movie. Um, that is actually known as Metal Beak, because he decide he's gets into a fight with the person that's referred to as Metal Beak in this movie, gets half of his face ripped off, and then get puts on that helmet. I guess hide it. So the book, way darker. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty brutal. That's like legit Game of Thrones with owls. Yeah, I bet. And I can only imagine they were probably like, this is a movie for children. We probably can't have the movie start with a guy murdering his parents. Yeah, that was something in the movie. I was like, they, like somebody should die. Like They should kill the parents. Uh, that's, I don't think they survived too. Yeah, the pain, the parents end up surviving. I don't think anyone ended up dying except for the bad guy. And he doesn't die. Or the well Well, the bat the, the, the main the main bad guy. Yeah. Dies, but the person who was really scary was his wife. And they, they played kind of, by Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah, she does a good job. So the, the, this voice casting this is really good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all-star cast, and it was a cast that translated well to this animation at least. Also, I love to just, I love to see Sam Neill work. You don't see him that often. He played, and this is the most, and this is a movie where they're all owls. Remember that. He played Owlamir. Yeah, Owlamir. The evil owl, the evil traitor owl, Owlamir. And I was like, I I know that it's not spelled Owlomir, because I looked it up. Yeah. There's no way. But the way they say it in the in the movie, the whole time it's just like, okay, so he's evil Boromir the owl. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, so that that bit's funny. There's some really funny bits in this that are definitely not meant to be funny. Final fight scene between the the brothers, when when Clud just like at one point just I don't know, it's like a quick zoom on Clud and it's just like brother. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I lost it, dude. I, if they uh, weren't owls, it'd be yeah, fine, right? Yeah. If they, if they weren't adorable little owl buddies. Yeah, but him just yelling, brother, while he was like trying to chase him down and murder him. <laughs> I also love the owls, like little swords that they have on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like the, there's a sequence where the old, older, the mentor owl, um he's teaching the our main owl how to fly pretty much and it was pretty much the um the scene that you would see in a movie of someone learning to uh, sword fight except it was with mm-hmm. flying which i mean and like i said i'm not shitting on it by no no means. i'm not shitting on it i it's, just yeah that was just something yeah. i noticed <laughs> it's just it's it's just such i think it probably reads way better but like to watch adorable owls fight it's just so funny <laughs> And there's a montage training scene where uh, some modern day music starts playing, and yes. and I was like, I know, I think I know that group, and I was like, no, I looked it up. Yep, for sure, Owl City did the soundtrack yep. for this movie. <laughs> yeah, like they had to, they had to, I guess. I hate that. I hate that. That's my, that's my least favorite part of this entire movie. Because the movie has such a good, consistent tone throughout. 
and then that just happens and you're just thrown off you're like i guess it's a fucking bad disney movie now and it's not even like it 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 felt like the music that would only be used for like a trailer that would appear on cartoon network and then they were like we we paid for it put it in the movie Seriously, oh, no, sir, we only paid for to use this in the trailer. They're like, no, 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 no. But just put it in. Just put it in. Yeah, yeah. Just th- throw it in. Uh, we have a montage scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach uh, said throw it in. <laughs> yeah, literally the whole movie is uh orchestral. And and then uh and then there's one one song for that montage, and then it's Owl City, and then it, it makes a reprieve for the credits at the end. Which would have been way uh, we'll, would have been, we'll fine been fine if it was only at the credits. Yeah, still would have been kind of it's 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 a bad song. It's yeah, a bad yeah. song. It doesn't help that it's a bad song. It was not good. I was like, man, I don't like Out City, so like it also doesn't help for that. Uh, because yeah. I was like, I was like, is this the fucking Firefly people? I don't know. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so things they did well. Obviously, the animation was. God damn, it was amazing. This is probably one of the most beautiful movies we've watched so far. Yeah, like, um, obviously that's all subjective, but like, as far as like looking hyper-realistic and still like believable with the motion, God, it was so good. Um, oh. it's, it's so stunning and it's so cinematic and it's... And the way that the animators caught how owls move... Mm-hmm. was super super great because like there are scenes where like the owls will be falling and they're falling back first and they can't they can't do anything about it so another owl will come and flip it around so that it can like land or vice versa there's an owl that's like floating another owl will come and attack it and they'll come and flip it so that it's on its back mm-hmm. and then it just plummets down to earth and so like they, they really got the physics of how owls would fight a war if they were to fight a war. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's, the animation is just incredible. It's, I think this is the same people that made Happy Feet, which is another, another very visually appealing movie in a different way. Um, yeah. This has, this one's a lot, it's a Zack Snyder movie. It's a lot darker. Um, watching this and then rewatching, like watching this and then rewatching, like just, Zack Snyder's Justice League. You're like, did they use the, did they use the same sound scene for this? Is this the same song? <laughs> is this is this the same exact scene? And you're like, but you know, it works. It worked. Yeah. If I think if they hadn't tried to like both sanitize and condense the story so much, it would have done better. Yeah, what is it? it's PG, right? I imagine. Or is it PG thirteen? Let's see. Uh, it's PG. I would say probably yeah I would say probably PG there's no blood and the most violent thing that really happens is an owl gets stabbed with a stick and but you don't actually like see the stick in the owl yeah I, I would say um they could they could have done to uh, go up to PG-13 kick, kick it up a notch that's probably where it failed people are just like it's some owl owl kid movie yeah but see here's the thing if I was a kid in because this came out in 2010, which would have been, how old was I in 2010? What, 17? Yeah. No. 
say 11? Oh, uh, well, I was saying like 11 or 12 years ago is what I was oh, going I was to like, say. What are you fucking yeah, talking but about? No, no, I'm, that you was were not that, 11. <laughs> no, no, that was so wrong that I had to stop and think if I was completely stupid. <laughs> I was really proud of myself when I was like, yes, I think 17, like that quickly. And you go 11. No. <laughs> So this came out when I was like 17. I, it, I would have been the owl movie for me. But like if I was a kid at like seven years old or something or 10 or something watching this, then I'd be like blown away. I'd be like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I yeah, want it, more. It is awesome. It's sad that they did not end up getting the sequel that they so clearly wrote in their script for. <laughs> yeah, I think they I think they combined like two books into one. Um, yeah yeah two, for two sure. or three they, it was like two or three books they like they combined them which is fine sometimes but i i, I don't know it, this is not like a i think this was both a well-known property but well-known by certain people like i didn't know what these owl books were but i was aware of them you know what i mean yeah and there were some people that like went went in deep with the young adult novel stuff when when that was happening um you know like they they got hooked on harry potter and then they just went from there yeah they, they never came back they never came back they they jumped to uh hunger games i think that was around that time i don't um, even know if this is but like based on based on the the summaries that i read i don't even know if this is adult if this is like if these books were for kids you know what i mean that's true it might just be like hey it's about animals kind of like watership down <laughs> it's like it's not for yeah kids. <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's still you know it's still towards a younger crowd but like i i don't know if like they expect like a 10 year old to be reading this i don't know he said an owl gets like half of his face ripped off so um that doesn't sound child appropriate but who am i to judge i guess I don't know. I think like weirder things happened in Harry Potter though. So who knows? Yeah. And like, it was kind of racist. Once you, when you go back to read it and you're like, wow, she literally like wrote one, one or two of each race, except for white into it. And it's just like, and then the Asian chick is named Cho Chang. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's set. (laughs) It's set in Europe slash the United Kingdom where there's no diversity they didn't you know they, there's only white people in britain yeah right I, I there's like that a works. Of, there's like a lot of people that would listen to this and be like yeah i don't understand the joke what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh th- there are more than white people in, in britain guys yeah there's Spoiler. at least there's at least two black people at least two black people and one of them got recast as a white woman. Like, yep. you know. and, and one, one, oh no, and a set of Indian twins. Can't forget the Indian yes. twins that Ron and just, Harry go on a date with. There's just two Indian twins. There's no other Indians at Hogwarts. Or in England. Or in England at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about Harry Potter. but I, I'm <laughs> young, young, adult, young adult novels. That, that's yeah. Sad. Yeah, there's not a lot, I guess, to say about this movie. It's not spectacular. It's not going to leave a giant impression in your brain, for sure. Um, But but it does. What? I think it does. I think it does. Not, not. Not the story. Not because the the stories. Not because, yeah. The the fact that there are scenes 
where there is a owl in the shadows making like deals to take over another owl kingdom after he betrays them and then he's like it'll be the, the bad guy's like it'll be done or whatever and then it's just like the slow motion like close-up of that owl like flying away with intense music and it just looks awesome and you're just like i hate i hate how cool this fucking owl movie looks right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is really it, everything looks amazing and like when they're flying and like there are these little air currents in the air while they're flying and like the owls can see them and like and ride them that shit's cool and, yeah. and they go they go all slow motion classic Zack snyder and it's awesome and they're flying it's through the rain awesome it's so cool and then that's the snow scenes are fucking awesome it's just I can't. I will not stop praising the the visuals of this movie enough. They look so good that it redeems most of the movie for me. Even though the story's kind of weak, I don't care. I don't regret having watched this because this is my second time watching this. Technically, because it's oh. so ridiculous, I had to make I make other people watch it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for anyone that's not aware, which is like everyone. Um, Tish has been trying to get me to watch this one for a couple weeks, and I, I kept uh, I kept kicking the can down the road, but uh, the, it finally caught up with me. So here we are. But I do not regret it. I only I was only hesitant because it just sounded so ridiculous, and sure, yeah. sure, surely was. But um, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> for a, for a podcast about animation, this movie slaps. Yeah, it it really does. Um, it's hard to take your eyes off of it. It's like, it's very beautiful. And also like, there are those really goofy moments where it's like taking itself so seriously. And you're just like- So, so serious. <laughs> you're just like, dude, you're owls, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love it. That's why I love it so much. It's so, it's so silly. If you were to describe these scenes, people would laugh, but then they, you watch it and you're like, oh no, you know what? That is badass for real like uh that i mean that's why i kept kicking it down the road i was like it, yeah. it sounds so weird but it really is cool as fuck <laughs> yeah you're sitting there with your group of friends and you're just like yo and then the barn owl he was flying through the snow right trying to get his friend and then this giant snowy barn owl wearing a crown shows up and just whisks them away and they're just like this sounds ridiculous and i hate it and then you watch it and you're like oh i need to watch this more yeah for real i, I do love that scene too because like they're all about to die and he's like yeah i have six there are six of us in the barn out the big barn out that's saving it's like we know the 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 it has the same <laughs> like energy as gandalf appearing at the top of the hill yeah like yeah. it's it's just <laughs> It's so fucking wild. And Zach, you know, say what you will about Zack Snyder. He makes a nice movie to look at. Yeah, he, he makes knows how to, he knows stuff. Yeah. He knows he knows how to get people to watch the movie. Like the stories, you know, he doesn't write most of the mo movies, I'm pretty sure. So I won't blame him for for story issues and stuff like that, but wow. He he he, he doesn't fuck around. He probably doesn't even read the script. He just like, he just like 
Describe, d- describe it to me. They describe it yeah. as like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, that joke about Nicolas Cage where they're just like, he'll just take any movie, doesn't matter what it is. Hey man, as long as he's working. Yeah, Zack Snyder's just like, whatever. I'm gonna make it beautiful. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna make it beautiful. <laughs> also, can we have a choir of just angelic women just vocalizing for no reason in an in a potentially unknown language? Oh, it doesn't fit the story. I don't care. It's in there. <laughs> I'll make it fit. Don't worry. Uh, don't it's going worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else to say. It's a great animation. Stories, whatever. Honestly, the soundtrack would be good. <laughs> then it includes that one Owl City song. I, I, choose, I choose to uh, forget the Owl City song. I choose to believe that that was just a fever dream and I hallucinated it because it's so bad. Hold on. I'm going to look up the lyrics. Oh, you're just going to punish us all over again. Did you know there was a spinoff Looney Tunes show that like, or not like an accompanying Looney Tunes show that was released with this? Really? I did not know that. Yeah, there's like, yeah, it like was released with a Wiley Coyote cartoon. And I was just like, where? Who? How? Okay, you want to hit, you want, want to hear the first couple stanzas here? I, I Yeah, but I don't want you to sing it. Just... <laughs> Okay, I'll sing it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> no, no. Da 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 Shipwreck in the sea of faces. There's a dreamy world up there. Dear friends in higher places, carry me away from here. Travel light, let the sun eclipse you, because your flight is about to leave. And there's more to this brave adventure than you'd ever believe. I hate you. I hate <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's bad lyrics. <laughs> it was like they clearly were just like, we got, we have to write something. They paid us. Well, like, did they write the song for the movie? Oh, for sure. Or, there's no way they did. Or were they just like, yo, this fucking fits? No, there's no way. Oh, oh my God. What? Oh my God. I was looking, I was scrolling through the Wikipedia while you were talking about that to look at the soundtrack. Guess who was the producer for the soundtrack? Who? Hugh Jackman. What is happening in this movie? What? Hugh, what is, what is Hugh Jackman is the producer. Huh. Executive producer? He's just listed as producer for the for, for the soundtrack for this one. This album's by David uh Hirschfelder. Uh but like what the fuck? Yeah. I don't this movie, this movie had all the parts. Had all the parts. To be yeah. the greatest movie ever made, honestly. He, the Hugh Jackman produced soundtrack? Like, come on. How can you fail? Yeah. That's, that's probably Jack it. Is great. It was probably too big to fail. But then it, it was. Yeah. 
they didn't they needed a bail i don't understand why people didn't like i mean i get it say what you will about this about the about the story and we have been saying a lot but (laughs) there's a lot of worse way 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 worse movies that um that got that have gotten like a substantial amount of sequels yeah absolutely uh i love land before time the first two but there are like 18 of those animated films absolutely fucking ridiculous granted i doubt they have a huge budget this had like an 80 million dollar budget that's true and that that could be part of why they got the axe too it might not have been uh Financially it made a, logical. It made 140 million. And what was the, the the budget? 80. It's not bad. Yeah, but I think there's some there's some like rule where it has to make like double. D- yeah, it's it's I think it's more than double or some shit um before it's considered a success. Um I I, I don't know. It's it's if if it's literally just it didn't make enough money, I guess that's fine. But man, there's so much shittier stuff that gets multiple sequels, and then this just gets left out to dry. Just you know, I'm just gonna say, Hunger Games. Those yeah, these were garbage, and they got all of them made. I I would say, so with Hunger Games, I don't like most of them. I really enjoy the first one when it's like just about the games. But then, like, after that, it just gets super political, and they don't even spend that much time surviving in the games. And I'm like, I'm here to watch people kill each other in the Hunger Games. I am one of the people that's just here to watch people die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I, yeah, I don't really like those either. The first one's awesome, though. I really like the first one. Um, yeah. What's your favorite young adult? Um... I don't know. That's a hard genre to kind of like pencil in, but I think I think it was like uh, there was these three books. Hold on, I'm gonna Google how to say the name, but I really liked it. Um, the Golden Compass. Never read it. Um, I hear it's really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the Bartimaeus sequence. Did you ever read those books? No. Uh, what, what were they? Amulet about? of Samarkand. Uh, Samarkand. Uh, the Golem's Eye and Ptolemy's Gate. Yeah. So it's all about um, it. It it takes place in um, alternative history, Earth. Um, main main place that it takes place is England or the United Kingdom. It's like there's two there's two classes. There's normal humans, or like normal people, and then there's like wizards slash magicians. And the way that they the wizards get their powers is they summon and um they summon and bind like demons or jinn or whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's how they get their powers and the whole book takes mostly takes place from the point of view of one of these um genie while he's just like dealing with the the fuck-ups of this like this little kid who summons him Mm -hmm. And then, like, as he's, like, going, you know, working his way up and up and up. And I don't know. I just really liked it, especially because the, the book breaks the fourth wall constantly um, because it has footnotes. Every Basically, every page has footnotes where, like, 
the character will say something and then it like that you see that there's a footnote and he's like the reason i say this is because you know what i mean oh yeah yeah yeah. and i i like that that's why i like deadpool so you know what i mean like you like that fourth wall break yeah i, I like them a lot so i i will say that that's a good one never heard of it but it sounds like a good one yeah what was what, what was yours is yours the golden compass no, actually, I read that recently. Um, so one from my childhood. Oh, let me look up the name real quick. But it was really good. It's, I've talked to you about it before. It's, um, I think it's called Silverwing. Is that the one with the... I'm thinking of something else. With the little... Is, is that the one with the mice? No, this is... Um, are you thinking of uh, Rats of Mim? No, no. I... Oh, okay. Oh, no, are you thinking of Redwall? I am thinking, yeah. No, that is what I'm thinking of. So that was my brother's favorite series. I only ever read one of them, which was Martin the Warrior. Uh, yeah, the most that popular. is exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, no, no. So this one um, is, yeah, it was called Silverwing. And then the, that's, there are three of them, Silverwing, Sunwing, and then Firewing. Although, admittedly, um i only read up to sunwing i never read firewing but i really liked it it's about a bat that uh gets taken by scientists to a lab but like uh the environment is set up to be like a bat environment it's very very large but there are walls it's kind of like a uh, bat developing an escape plan for how it's going to break out of this facility and i enjoyed that shit that sounds very similar to Nim, but yeah, very, very yeah. different. <laughs> well, more focused on the breakout than the post-breakout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's definitely other shit that happens because he gets experimented on, so I think he has some, some sort of power that the other bats don't. I can't really remember at this point, though. That was probably a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Scholastic yeah, like, book fair days. Yeah, exactly. Like I have those books, and they're somewhere on my shelf, but I don't. I'm not reading them now. Yeah, not dusting them off. After reading the synopsis of that first book for this and then watching this, I kind of want to read this book now. I actually was thinking the same thing. I, like, I want to see where it goes. I You kind of allude <sighs> to Clud not being, not being dead, even though it shows him kind of die. Here's the problem, though. Guess how many books there are in this series, including sequels. There's uh, uh, spinoffs. You said 16, right? 16 is the main oh no <laughs> yeah but there are 31 books including spin-offs and companion books wow this is this is a full fantasy series yeah no Catherine lasky was like i'm writing every book ever made for this you're yeah. gonna learn about every owl that exists in this world there's gonna be you're going to have the full lore of the world painted out before you She's the J.R.R. Tolkien of owls. No, she's like the uh, the guy that wrote Dune. What was it, Heinlein? No, not Heinlein. The guy that wrote Dune, that's what she's like. I think it's Frank something, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, Frank Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, she's like Frank Herbert, because that dude had like, what, like 40 or 50 novels? Might, might have even been more. Like uh, a lot. Yeah, but he didn't write them all. He only wrote... Like oh, that's true. His brother, uh, his uh, son, his son took over after he died. Yeah, because that, I mean, that happens a lot now. Um, 
that's what happened with the wheel of time series hmm. do you think Brandon uh, sanderson took him over you think george R. R. martin does he have a kid no i don't think so well, no george R. R. martin is not going to finish the books i wish he would just admit it so that brandon sanderson can finish the books <laughs> he's like you know i still have time it's like dude you still have to release two books and it takes you 15 years per book just just let brandon have a crack at it yeah like Ooh. so at least you can read the end before you die <laughs> yeah and if anyone anyone listening to this if you love fantasy novels and you've never heard of brandon sanderson before look up brandon sanderson and read some of his novels that guy does not get the credit that he deserves, I think. He's basically the reason that magic is the way it is now in, in fantasy in novels. He created, like, the hard, soft magic systems. Oh, that's pretty cool. Kind of like, um, I'm looking him up. Kind of like uh, witchcraft versus sorcery kind of thing, like born with magic versus studying magic. No, 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 no. Like, so there's... There's two, so there's fantasy settings where the magic has very, very specific rules. Mm-hmm. This is what you can do with it, and these are the consequences. Gotcha. Then there's series where it's just like, it's just fucking magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do what the fuck you want. It's magic. You can do whatever. Doctor Strange magic. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he popularized and I would say he probably even created that kind of real concept in, in, in novels now. And oh, it's, yeah. That's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to have rules for your magic. Yeah. And he, he literally, it's, it's called Sanderson's laws of magic. Oh, what? Yeah. He's got three laws. You want me, I, I have them up. You want me to yeah. read them to you? Yeah. Pull, pull them up. I mean, I read them. Um, so number one, uh, so these are Sanderson's three laws of magic are creative writing guidelines that can be used to create magic systems for fantasy stories. Number one, an author's ability to solve conflict with magic is directly proportional to how well the reader understands said magic. Okay. Number two, weaknesses, limits, and costs are more interesting than powers. And number three, the author should expand on what is already a part of the magic system before something entirely new is added, as this may otherwise entirely change how the magic system fits into the fictional world. Hmm. And then there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a number zero too, oh, okay. which is always err on the side of what's awesome. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are good rules, actually. Really good rules. Yeah, yeah. He, he he definitely knows what he's doing, and there's a reason that there's a reason that it's the the joke is now if you can't finish your fantasy novel, Brandon Sanderson will just step in and finish it for you. <laughs> he's, he knows how to do it better than you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's actually finished every series that you're waiting to get finished. Brandon Sanderson's actually already finished it himself. He's just waiting to be allowed to release it. <laughs> he's, he's like, I have a copy waiting. Dude. <laughs> yeah. The perfect ending. <laughs> yeah. The per- every single time. <laughs> what would you give this movie? Like a rating? That's hard. I do. I love a good story, but it was beautiful. I'm going to give it like a seven. Six I will seven. also 
I will also give it a seven because it's just so cool to watch. It's just so cool to look at. Um, and it's one of those movies where you see things flying and you're like, man, I wish I could fucking fly. Yeah, for real. It really gives you FOMO of flying. It gives you major FOMO of flying. Um, it's just, it is a gorgeous ride. And I, it looks like, I could be wrong, but just based off of some of the scenes, it looks like it was meant for uh, 3D. I think it was 3D. Yeah, okay. That, that That's what it seemed like. There were certain scenes where they like flew so much into the camera that I was like, I think that was supposed to be like coming at me. If yeah, I, it was, it was released in Real D 3D and IMAX 3D. But however, some movies like, I think it's a lot of movies when they did when 3D became like a big thing, they leaned too deep into it. Yeah. Where the where like if you would ever watch it outside of a 3D movie theater, it would look really stupid. Yeah. Like we all had was it Avatar that did that? Because I just remember there was like I forget what the movie was, but there was just like a scene of someone like slowly reaching their hand towards the screen and it makes no sense unless it's in 3d because you're just like what the fuck like anyone watching this are like this is just a weird this is just a weird thing that's happening right now <laughs> yeah it's you're just, just covering most of the screen this is not helping anything you should you know you should fucking work on your nail beds buddy like it's like who decided on this shot yeah <laughs> it's always like it's always like from here and it's like <laughs> yeah oh no it, that was a uh, spy kids three that was Spy Kids 3. <laughs> oh my Spy god, Kid you're 3. so right. You're so fucking right. Was it with a lot? Was it the, the Elijah Wood scene? No, it was the girl, the um spy girl. I forget yeah, her yeah. name. But she was reaching through the thing. You know what disappoints me about Legends of the Guardians, Isles of Gahul? What? At no point was there a who joke. No, well, there was, but um, it wasn't natural. It was um, Digger, the little the little owl that like digs instead of living mm-hmm. up in trees. Um, he was obsessed with making owl jokes the whole time, and at one point he did say something involving a who. I don't remember that. It must have flown over my head. It, it was Digger just one was played by by Faramir. Really? Yeah. Oh. I so I did see that. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Rush, is that his name, was in it? Yeah. Um, and I, I love him. Hugo Weaving is Soren's yeah. dad and Grimble. And Grimble, yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah, it was an excellent voice cast. Excellent voice cast, excellent animation. Story's the only thing that really needed work. That's where the it took a three-point hit. But would yeah. definitely watch again. I would show this to people just to watch their reaction like you like you said uh to this ridiculous movie that takes itself so seriously but it's better for it it is so much better for it yeah I, i'm glad there they would there weren't always like constant jokes about the world it's like no this is the world that they live in it i i this is one of the reasons i like zach's i mean zach snyder has his faults in movie making but one of the reasons i really like him is that he doesn't try to make like he doesn't try to make a kids movie he doesn't try to make like a, an adult movie you know he just tries to make a movie 
he had like it doesn't matter if the movie if the target audience is for kids teens adults doesn't care all it's all he just makes them all the same yeah he's just like i'm going to take the world seriously i'm going to tell the story that would happen in that world and i'm going to include um half-naked muscular amazons and you know what everyone's gonna love it yeah they're gonna go Uh, crazy for it they're gonna go crazy for it. I did. They're gonna go. Cra- <laughs> it was crazy when they showed up in this movie. No, <laughs> it was also really weird when Jared Leto made that appearance. I know, like not even as an owl. No, it was literally just Jared Leto, not Jared Leto's Joker. Just Jared Leto. Just Jared Leto, and he just popped up, and he was like, "Hey, in twelve years, see Morbius." <laughs> <laughs> very, very uh, prophetic that. That Jerry Leto. Yeah. I think so, 10 years ago. Was no, he was acting Fight Club. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He was in Fight Club. Um, but yeah, so that that's that. And uh we'll see you on the next one, guys. Thank you for listening. And uh this has been another episode of that cartoon podcast. So bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're a we're a fucking pigeon. What? <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode if you like what we have going on please subscribe to our channel you can also find us on instagram and twitter at that cartoon podcast here you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights if you have any film suggestions let us know on any of these platforms we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one